This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Appreciate you guys reading and listening and interacting, as always. Uh, as I always say, it's supposed to be fun. I think it mostly has. There's been a lot of drama. Anyway, uh, it's Friday, noon Eastern. Uh, the Browns are headed to the Pacific Northwest. I'm headed there, too. Um, interesting game, interesting week. Aren't they all right? This will be our Civilized Barking uh, podcast. It is Friday lunchtime live chat. So I uh, appreciate you guys hopping in. Um, I'm, I'm going to ramble. I'm going to hit on a few things, but mostly I'm going to answer your questions. So so type them in and uh, we'll roll. So uh, look, let's let's start here. Four and two should be commended. Every, everyone involved, right? They found a way. They've had adversity. They've had two straight games. They were... Um, one, they flat out shouldn't have won. One, they were in trouble. They found a way. And obviously, credit for that goes to Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward, who are playing out of their mind. Uh, the defense, who you know is human but as a whole, but came in really last week and ended up playing the hero's role after giving up some yards. Uh, to the head coach, I know people have gripes with him. I know he's not perfect. Um, he has managed games. He has given this team a chance. He has kept the ship steady. To P.J. Walker, um, practice squad until Wednesday, who has engineered these drives. Now, there was a lot of, there's been a little help, and there was a lot of help last week. But credit to that kid, uh, 28, I guess. Credit to PJ, that guy, um, for doing what he's done. You know, what is his ceiling? How long is he going to play? Can this offense grow and have a ceiling under him? I don't know. I don't think any of us know. I think that's a big part of this week and him actually practicing and and going to play. But we'll see. So, again, first and foremost, kudos to those guys who, have just found a way. And that includes Kareem Hunt in the offensive line and the kicker and the punter. Let's let's not forget them. Um, you know, you could just sit down and have fun watching Miles Garrett play football. And, and that's been true in years past. Um, I thought I saw it in the summer, a different Miles. We've seen it in the games. And look, they all count, right? And that's why being four and two is important. Um, there's a long way to go in this season. We're just getting started and we don't know when Deshaun's going to play. Uh, we know it's a crisis, and it kind of feels like a disaster. I don't think there's any way to say it. Is it premature to put any kind of final grade on this thing? Yes. Uh, on the season, on the quarterback situation, on the defense, on anything, it is. Um, that part is not trending positively for the for the current Browns and, and for the future Browns. But in the moment, they're 4-2, and two. even if they lose Sunday. And again, after what I've seen out of P.J. Walker and Dustin Hopkins, maybe they won't because I thought they would lose the Niners and so did each and every one of you. Um, if they're four and three, then they only need, with 10 games left, then they only need to have a winning record in those games to get in the playoffs. Now, they're not a contender for anything until they fix this offense, right? But the defense can drag them to the playoffs. Um, you're getting outstanding individual performances. I mentioned 95 and Ward, Amari Cooper. Um, you know, guys stepping up at different things. And it's it's been fun to watch. There's no doubt. Uh, parts of this team are coming along. I really think there is a belief um, that this should be a playoff team, which, you know, based on the money spent and the talent acquired and, and the experience level should have been all along. I think right now they have that belief. I think everybody in and out of the locker room, but mostly in is wondering and waiting you know, and we'll see. There are parts of this offense to unlock. So, um, again, I'll just finish with this. They all count. I don't expect the Browns to win, and they don't have to, right? Stealing last week gave them the luxury that this doesn't mean anything. It's an NFC game. 
It will not come up in a tiebreaker, right? You go out, you have the whole week to work on your offense with this third string quarterback. Um, you go play a, a playoff team, an NFC playoff team in a raucous environment. You know, I don't know who's going to be playing running back. They're practicing right now, and Jerome Ford is back, which was a surprise to everyone. Uh, back on the practice field, I don't know that he'll play. I don't know if he's less than 100% that they'll, that they'll risk him. I don't know. But look, you, you just get out there. You try to test yourself, try to evaluate yourself, and then we'll see um, how that goes. So, you know, they're, they're, they're in a pretty good spot. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not – again, I'm not going to make any final proclamations. I'm not going to call anyone by name because these people have rabbit ears, whatever. I don't have any good feeling at all about the quarterback situation and therefore the state of the organization going forward. But, you know, even watching the defense give up some yards and give up some plays last week and seeing how they responded. You know, I thought Shane Steichen, the Colts coach, I thought he exposed some things with the Browns defense. And exposed is too strong a word, but I'm going to stick with it for now. You know, with the motions, with the man beaters, with the misdirection stuff. But then he makes the dumbass mistake at the end of the half and he exposes it in, in Miles Garrett. Like, this defense is so good that when they have you backed up, they think they're going to score. Yes, the defense. And, th- and that's – this is the NFL. Like, that's not supposed to happen. So, again, um, been, been lots of people from from the special teams coordinator and the kicker to Pierre Strong coming in and making plays to Donovan Peoples-Jones, been invisible but catches a ball, draws a penalty. Like, you know, all heroes are welcome when you try to win these games. And, and we'll see – where this goes, there's a there's a long way left. But the Browns can be a playoff team. This defense is good enough to drag them there. And we will see. Um, let me start rolling through these. It's from Steve. Have you heard any more talk on trading for Jacoby Brissett? And would the Browns have any tr- interest in trading for Dalvin Cook? Steve, I can't imagine Dalvin's on the list. You know, if they, you trade for a guy, anybody right now, you only pay the prorated amount of their base salary for the rest of the year. But he has not played well. He did get some real money. Uh, from the Jets, not not a ton, but he, he's you know averaging I think three a carry, maybe not even that. You know, there are realistic options, and I wrote about them this morning, um, and better options I think. So I wouldn't think Dalvin Cook. Look on the Jacoby front, I think the Browns have to consider that. And I know it's not easy. I'm not I'm not sure Washington would trade him. I know you don't want to go back and and make a quarterback change, but for those of you guys saying it's not that much of an upgrade. Um, you're wrong. You're flat out wrong. Um, and with all due respect to PJ Walker, who has battled his butt off and has come in in a crazy a crazy situation for him too. Um, he's barely an NFL quarterback, and he got extremely lucky last week. Should have turned it over twice on that winning drive. Might turn it over four times this week. He's just not good enough. You're not winning anything with him. So are you winning the Super Bowl with Jacoby? No. Are you winning the Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson? No. Um, that, that's a different discussion. But to say that Jacoby Brissett, beloved in the slacker room, familiar with the offense and a pro's pro, wouldn't be an upgrade and wouldn't give you a boost in everything from morale and belief to execution and making those throws um, is naive. So I, I don't know that it's going to happen. I know my colleague, Diana Rossini, reported that it, no discussions have happened. You know, Washington has other priorities, and they might need Jacoby. Now, we know know they're going nowhere. We'll see what happens. Um, But the Browns with P.J. Walker and with this version of Deshaun Watson are going nowhere. And I worry. uh, I don't know this. I don't know this part. But I worry about the effects now and into the future of 
this locker room and this defense being wasted if you don't do something to give them the best chance. Right. So we'll see. We'll see on that. Um, Mike B, how much blame should be directed towards the Haslam's for a lot of the recent controversy? Watson could be bad and Kevin made some mistakes. But is Haslam being a billionaire dingus that meddles too much in areas he shouldn't be? Well, I mean, you know, we only talk to the Haslam's twice a year. I, you know, they are so isolated from us. We don't know what goes on in that building week to week. Um, you know, I think you'd be naive not to think that after Deshaun Watson told this team no, that it wasn't directed from the very top to go get him. I think you'd be naive to think at this time that the Browns are going to win a Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson or that this thing is headed anywhere. But um, failure at the end. But again, we don't know. We don't know. Um, you know, they said it was always a multi-week injury. I believe that. He somehow played last week for a little bit. Got benched. Um, doesn't know when he's going to play. Again, I believe that. Quarterback needs a shoulder. You know, we've seen him come off the bench rusty and be awful. We know he doesn't like cold weather. We know this offense has had really no chances to grow and develop and evaluate and do the things. Um, and does this go all the way to ownership? Yeah. Now, is it going to cost people jobs in the middle and, and potentially ruin a good thing you got going here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I felt this summer like this was headed for disaster. You guys know that. I wrote and talked about it. I don't feel any differently now. We'll see. The Browns have a game on Sunday. And, and they need growth out of P.J. Walker, Pierre Strong, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku. They need David Njoku to play over his head, not to catch a couple balls, right? So let's see how that goes. Um, Clinton, why so much negativity around a 4-2 and two team can barely enjoy the season? I mean, that's up to you, Clinton. Uh, you know, again, there, there's a lot of positive things, and watching this team play defense is fun. Uh, they're, you know, it's going to be a fight in the AFC North and in November will be fun to see where they're measured. I, I'm always just going to be a realist. And if PJ Walker's the quarterback, they're, they're not going to compete for the AFC North title. Now, can they compete for the playoffs? Sure. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, and that's a question from Eric here. While QB is a mess, maybe the AFC is also a mess and the defense can call to the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's what I've said. And, and that's what it has to be. So. Uh, Miles doesn't want to have 22 sacks on an eight-win team. Um, but, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think they need to figure out the run game. I think they need to look to make a move there to add another back. Even if Watson comes back, you're going to need to run it. They do play two in, indoor games here um, in, in the stretch of the last seven games, but it's going to be old-fashioned AFC North football. And they got one side built for it. They got an offensive line built for it. So we'll see how they go. Um, Michael M., do we still feel okay at this wide receiver unit as is? No, no, because the Elijah Moore trade is a flop, and just the overall state of the passing game has not been able to get anybody else involved, so we don't. I don't know that that's something you fix with the trade. I think that's something you fix with reps. You know, you just count on Amari to keep balling. You count on the guys to make plays. Elijah did make a big one on the last drive. Peoples-Jones did make a big one on the last drive. I think the last couple weeks, Njoku's left some yards out there. I think he's played at a higher confidence level and a higher level of affecting the defense. And maybe he's due to score a touchdown that doesn't get called back or to catch one in traffic and, and break a tackle. Um, these margins are so thin, but I mean, is this a great receiving core? No, not by any means. Jason, a West coast win would say a lot about the character of this team. Yeah, it sure would. Just a poor performance and lost force to QB trade. That, that, it's a great question. And it's a totally fair question. 
And I know it's one they're asking inside. Uh, I just think when you look at the QB trade, and again, you guys can scroll back in the app and look at what we've written this week. You know, there's just so few realistic options that I can't imagine that there is a realistic option that isn't Jacoby Brissett. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, internally, they're hoping that PJ takes the practice week and goes and plays well, and they see growth and they see evaluation and growth points, even if they don't win. And, and again, maybe they do, right? And, and then you see if you can roll that over because next week you can win. And then the following week is the one in Baltimore. Um, so, look, this, this is a great, you know, tests for the Browns in the bigger picture, um, including, you know, just playing on the road and handling back-to-back road trips, trying to stay healthy a second game on turf, all of these things. The defense bouncing back from, you know, taking a few jabs and even a couple haymakers last week. But it doesn't mean a bunch. And as long as you can cobble together a win over Arizona, which you would think that you could, you know, you're in a good spot. As, as we go to the back half of the season and the clocks change next week and, and all of that stuff. So again, they have earned the right to have some luxury here at, at four and two. And that doesn't mean that they're going to keep their standing. They're tied for second in the AFC North. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a fight, even if the Ravens do create some separation, which I think they will. I mean, if you're not familiar, the Ravens are at Arizona this week and then come for three straight home games. The last two of those three are division games. Lamar's playing out of his mind. Jadavion Clowney's playing out of his mind. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You don't have to win the division to get in. So as we look at this Browns team, should they be in the playoffs? Yes. Can this defense do it? Yes. You know, the offense has a long way to go. Um, it will obviously be highly disappointing if they fall off the tracks to the point that they don't make the playoffs. But in terms of what are going to be those factors, who's going to be playing quarterback, how and if that passing game can get to the next level, that's all kind of on hold. And that's why there's this uneasy feeling. And, you know, look, you're free to call it negativity. You're free to look way ahead and say, I, I don't like this. I think a lot of people just convinced themselves that they were going to be fine with this trade because Watson was going to be great and the Browns were going to win. You know, and now people are like, well, I'm, I'm not sure um, that he's going to be great or they're going to win or that we're not going to really regret this. And that, that's fine. But there's a game on Sunday. The games have been fun. And, um, you know, they've set themselves up again. When I, I, I've just, I've wrote this and I've said this, written this and said this, if you win the ones you're supposed to, which is Arizona, which is Kenny Pickett at home, you know, which is one of two on the road trip where you go to Denver and the Rams, you play the bears. Like if you win those games, you're right there. And then you've got like real test yourself games, um, at Baltimore, Jacksonville at home and a chance at the end of the year to play your way into the playoffs. So. Uh, again, we're, there's 11 games left and a lot that we'll see. So, you know, I, I would tell you from what Deshaun Watson said yesterday and the way they've handled it this week that we're not going to see him anytime soon. But I would have said last week we're not going to see him anytime soon. And then he was on the practice field throwing the ball into the dirt. And then he was out there for some reason and throwing the ball into the dirt. And then he was taken out and they won the game. And so that day, that's what counted. And the big picture, the Browns need Deshaun Watson. So we'll see. Um, curious from Jack. Curious your thoughts on the offensive line this year. Obviously, Chubb is, Chubb is massively missed, but has just been a little overrated. I don't know, Jack. I think it's fair to wonder that. I think it's been tough on the line when you don't have Nick Chubb, when you have a different quarterback every week. I mean, let's just throw that Ravens game out the window, right? The line got their butt kicked that day, and that's because the game plan for some reason was for Deshaun Watson, and instead it was an overmatched rookie, and then you were down 28-3 or 28-10, whatever it was, and you were just getting killed. 
So I, I don't put that on them. Um, the last drive, they don't win the game last week without the without the offensive line. So, you know, you survived the game. Joel Batonio, potential Hall of Famer, didn't play against the Niners, and you won. Niners are a top three defensive front, have been for a long time, might be for a long time. So I think the offensive line's been fine. I think it's all about continuity and making it go. And the only way you get better is to have the reps with everyone. So, you know, it's a big deal if Jed Wills can, can or can't play this week. He popped up Wednesday, didn't practice. I guess he's back on the practice field this week. Again, guys, I'm not in Berea. Uh, I'm on my way to the airport to go to Seattle. So um, we'll have the full injury report here in the next 15 to 30 minutes. And then, uh, you know, end of the standard work week, the Browns will jog through in the morning, and then they'll go to Seattle. Um, Tony asked, what does headed for a disaster mean, actually? I mean, if you don't win big with Deshaun Watson, then people are going to get fired, and you're never going to be a real NFL organization. That's what it means, Tony. Like, you, you have a defense that can get you deep into January. You are, have spent 300-some million in cash on this roster and pushed many, much of it forward in guaranteed money to have this team be in the playoffs and be a contender and have this quarterback be what you've never had. And he's not playing. And he's not playing well. And I don't see anything that tells me he's going to be any good, right? I see a social media quarterback again. In other words, up with 100 times the investment of the last social media quarterback. We'll see. He can prove me wrong. He's played one good, he's played 10 games for the Browns. He's played one good game. We'll see. Um, you know, I, that, that's just how I see it. Uh, let's see. Um, Adam, with as aggressive as Barry has proven to be, he has to address QB, right? He can't be arrogant or dumb enough to look at this great defense and think PJ Walker's enough to support them. That would be criminal and borderline fireable. Yeah. I'm, I, I went over that. I'm, I'm with you a lot, you know, on that. Um, Zach going through. It's a lot there. I don't see a question. Here's Tommy M. Zach is, Zach is a typical negative reporter. He has zero clue how to do his job without being negative. It's amazing. Thanks for stopping by, Tommy. We appreciate your support. Um, I calls him like I sees him, right? The Browns gave up three first-rounders for an average quarterback. They just did. So, um, you know, no explosive playmakers. That's right. That's right. The Nick Chubb loss is a huge detriment to this whole team, and they're overcoming it. And, Jerome Ford is an impressive dude. I think he reached 21.4 miles an hour on that run last week. He can scoot. Is he ever going to be 20 carries a game um, and tough yards between the tackles? I don't know. But the Browns want him, need him healthy and want him healthy to use him. I think that's why I think trading for another back who could be more between the tackles guy, you know, not only keeps Ford fresh, but kind of unlocks him to be used in other spots. So, so we'll see. I think the hope, the hope was always that he'd only miss one game. Him out being out on the practice field today, I'm sure that's just testing, but but I don't know. Um, Ryan, as good as a kicker and punter have been, why can't they find anyone to at least be an average kicker punt returner? I agree. Uh, in the kick returns, I think it means less. You can call the touchback. You can get it to the 22 or the 28. But the way this team is playing and has to play, the hidden yards have been so big, right? Special teams have gotten them um, penalties and avoiding penalties and all of that. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is not, a dangerous punt returner in this league. And it, it is disappointing. That's why I had Cordero Patterson, you know, on this list as a guy that could come in and play a little running back, little receiver, maybe juice up your return game. Um, so let's see. How's the vibe in the locker room? Is there any frustration? You know, Kevin, uh, I mean, 
this is a veteran locker room and this is a team that has high expectations, you know, um, it was a locker room that was thrilled that the calls and bounces and, and results went their way last week. It, it's a locker room that wishes it knew who, what was going on with the quarterback, you know, but little things I've seen, and I've discussed this and I've written about it. Uh, when Betonio's out, Dalvin Tomlinson, 30 years old, bunch of money volunteers to go play on the field goal team. Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett having incredible seasons, making plays on the field goal team. Right. Um, Owusu Koromoa selling out on the kickoff team, right? And it's not all special team stuff. I think this is a good locker room. I think for all that's gone into this, I think the Greenbrier matter, right? I think getting on the same page with Jim Schwartz and guys and getting Maurice Hurst and Shelby Harris and Rodney McLeod, I think that mattered. I, I think the locker room knows this can be a playoff team. Um, this offense is not a playoff offense. Again, we'll see. There's, there's three months left in this season. But I, I think as far as like the vibe, the confidence, everything's good. And, and I don't think even if they go and, and get beat by two touchdowns on Sunday, I don't think that will shake. You know, I just think we have to see how it shakes out and how it goes. Each one of these is an evaluation point and a chance to grow. And, you know, in Kareem Hunt and Shelby Harris, <laughs> right, and Dustin Hopkins, they've had some unlikely heroes. And, and, and that's been great. So. Um, they just need to keep competing and keep growing and we'll, and we'll see, uh, let's see if there's any other questions here. Um, here's a question. Why does Haslam get so involved? In the QB? I'm not even going to go there right now because like that's what's done is done. And I think a lot of people fail to understand that this is a fully guaranteed five-year contract. And so when I use the word potential disaster, like I'm just not going to sugarcoat it. That's what I see. Right. Um, the thought was that this is this team had more talent than any Browns team we've seen. And this team had so much talent that it couldn't help but get to the playoffs. And then you see what happens, right? It always comes down to injury and bounces and who else is there and who you match up with, right? And, and I don't necessarily dispute that thought. But I think all of those thoughts about how talented this team are were based on Nick Chubb being the best running back in the world and the quarterback being what you've never had before. And, you know, you don't, you don't have Nick Chubb. You don't have the quarterback, so you're relying on the defense, and and so far so good. Um, again, you know, they, they, I do think it matters that they've had some bounces because I do think you can steal a win there, and it shows up later in a tiebreaker and making one game bigger, and, and you know, allowing you to manage from a big picture standpoint. When you're calling up your quarterback from the practice squad each week, you're not managing from the big picture. You know, when you're going through the practice week, wondering if Pierre Strong or Kareem Hunt's going to be your running back, that's not the big picture. But again, like both lines are good. The secondary is good. Some real leadership in, in Amari Cooper and Anthony Walker and Denzel Ward and some of these guys like this is a pretty good mix here. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, here's a question from Alex. How long will Watson need to be out to have a QB trade make sense? Does a Trade makes sense if Watson thinks he'll be healthy in two or three weeks. It's a great question, Alex. It's probably one that if there was anything simple about this has a simple answer and you kind of answer it yourself. No, if, if he's going to be back for Baltimore and be healthy the rest of the way, then you're not going to make a QB trade, right? Because even Jacoby might not be able to play next week. And you would hope with this collection of talent that you could beat Arizona next week, even if Kyler comes back, even if it is P.J. Walker, right? Even if you are reaching down and playing some 
um, you know, backups and, and mix matching some lineups, right? But again, I mean, we've seen Deshaun can't play from the pocket. And what makes him dangerous when he is playing well is that he extends plays. He takes guys on. He makes plays with his feet. You know, he gets out there. And, and so it's not just about him getting healthy and getting clear. It's about him staying healthy. It's about being able to use him as a runner, even if you have to be a little bit smart about it. And so he goes in last week and the first hit, he's out. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm saying the reality is, you know, we, we don't know. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to get into the Brady Quinn stuff and all that. There'll be time for all that. Uh, Eric Mangini was on Colin Cowherd yesterday, and Cowherd said, what do you think of the Watson deal? And Mangini said, terrible and getting worse. And, you know, if, if you dispute that, then um, me getting further into it or you yelling at me isn't going to make it any better. We'll see. So, look, four and three after Sunday, five and three next week, five and four after Baltimore. <clears throat> then you have to beat Pittsburgh on November nineteenth. Have to should have last time, right? That that one, that's one that could could really haunt you. But um, look to tune up the offense. Look to get more good performances from the defense. And again, I'm super impressed by the defense, the way it responded last week. And and Miles is just awesome. So, um. Let's see. Tony, are there any possible true number ones they could acquire before Tuesday? I'm assuming you mean running backs. Yeah, I mean, you would think that, I don't know, is Derrick Henry at 30 a true number one anymore? I, I, I don't know that. Um, could you get Josh Jacobs from the Raiders? I, probably you could. You know, I think it's more in the call about Zach Moss, Deontay Foreman, Cordero Patterson type of deal. You know? I don't think at receiver, given what they've already invested, given what they still owe Amari next year, um, I don't think you're going there, right? I think it's just a matter of of trying to get things connected there. And, and again, like to me, the only realistic quarterback trade would be Jacoby Brissett because of what goes into that position and getting him ready. But I, I, I love I love what PJ Walker's done, and he deserves all the kudos. I just don't think it's sustainable. I've I've been wrong before. We'll we'll see. Um, let's see. Brian asks about sitting Watson until money is in the past to cut ties. Brian, that's not an option. It's a five-year fully guaranteed contract. Only in year five. Right now, it would be over $200 million in dead money. And, and they're not there, and they don't need to be there. Right? When I talk about reality, I talk about that he's just not going to, going to be good. But that, more on the reality is he is here. He is your quarterback this year, next year, and the year after. And then you'd have to take on dead money if you moved on. But fully guaranteed contract. Like, that that's what that is. The, the Broncos can swallow a bunch of money and move on from Russ Wilson after this year and, and readjust. The Browns can't do that. They can't. Um, Stephen asks, could it be that we're make, making too much of it because of past history? You know, Stephen, I, I say every year, and I've said this year, that when the season starts, the history doesn't matter. You know? Make the plays, make the kicks, overcome the adversity. Don't get the big PI. Don't miss a block at the right time. All of that, right? Some of this vibe of everything, botched messaging. No one knows when he's going to play. Um, said it was a six-week injury. Played last week. Got benched. Got cleared. Stayed on the bench. That feels more like more of the same. So then, of course, I think the default response is it feels like more of the same. That's my response. That's a fan response. That's a totally outside observer response, which is why you get um, some of the national media reactions that you do. 
So, um, you know, the Browns can go win this game. The Browns can make a playoff run and be different. And and I'm not going to be stunned, you know, if that happens. We just need to be realistic that the that the 31st best offense in the league isn't going to make you a contender, and that you're probably not going to make that run and survive with still a marathon ahead unless the offense gets better. Can it? Yeah. I, I like some of these pieces. Um, fantasy nerds stick with Njoku. I'm telling you, I've, I've seen enough to think the breakout's coming, even with P.J. Walker. I think that's more reason to just force him the ball. You know, Amari statistically did not have a great game last week. He's still involved in the game-winning plays. He's playing at a super high level. He's a guy that busts his ass every single day, not just every single Sunday. Um, that is a great trade for the Browns, and it is a great guy to have here as they sit and teeter a little bit and wonder. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, Kevin, why are so many rookie QBs playing well and we can't get DTR on the field? Well, we saw what happened when DTR got on the field. And DTR was a really good fifth-round pick, and he fit you know, what they wanted, and he came out in the first two preseason games and played really well. He, he's not big enough, strong enough, or accurate enough right now to be an impact player. The next time he plays, if he has to play, do I feel like everything from his comfort level to the offensive game plan to what they want and need to do will be 100 times better? Yes. But to think that DTR could give you a chance to win a game right now, I, I, I don't know. And certainly not three or four games. Um, question from Joey. Zach, do you think Kevin is getting fired if his team makes the playoffs and loses first round? I think no. And I don't think there's really any um, intention of that. But I, I think the reality is that it's not Halloween yet, and those we'll see around Christmas and beyond how this is going to go. I mean, this is an all-in season, guys. And so, I, I you know, that's why this game, um, this quarterback situation, every every game in the division, this trade deadline, you know, um, keeping, keeping the defense and the locker room together and engaged, right? Areas they failed in the past, like this, this is a huge, huge stretch for this team. So when we do this, you know, after the Baltimore game and between the Pittsburgh game, I don't know what the vibe is going to be of this conversation. I don't know what the temperature of the fan base is going to be or the availability of the, the 22 starters and including the, the quarterback. Right. Um, I think they got a chance to, to be afloat and, and be positive and still be in it there. But I don't know. There's a long, long, long way to go. Only six games into an NFL season. So, um, all right. Yeah. We've done this for like a half hour. Um, I got to get, I got to get to the airport, frankly. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, thank you guys for listening and reading and all of that stuff. Um, I'll have, a, I'll have some, some thoughts on the Seattle game and the week that was up tomorrow. Uh, we'll get to a mailbag too, but come in the post game chat. Thank you guys. I try to get to as many questions as you can. If you tweet me questions, I, I won't get to them all. Um, I will get to as many as possible. Tony, thank you for stopping by. Um, I love our Browns discussions. Uh, all you guys appreciate it. Like I didn't know I was doing this at noon today. I, I pulled in the parking lot of a restaurant here on, on the way to the airport and logged on. And like before I was even sure I was listening, 58 of you were in that. That's cool. And, and I want Browns fans to enjoy the ride and have a good season. Um, I just, in what I see and who I talk to, I have major concerns about the overall state of things. So, um, we'll see, see how it goes. Thanks guys.